Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 287, Runaways, Season 2, Episode 6, Bury Another. Hello, welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with Agent Samantha. Hello. And we are here to talk about Runaways, because Runaways is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's what this podcast is all about. And uh, yeah, there's some exciting things coming up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we'll be talking about very soon. But just to name three, Cloak and Dagger starts this week. Uh, this is the week of April 1st. If you are listening in the future, if you are future people from the future listening to us right now. Um, so Cloak and Dagger is starting this week. Our next episode will not be Punisher. It will be Cloak and Dagger. And we will begin live coverage weekly of Cloak and Dagger starting this week. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. How about you? Oh, yeah. So April Fool's question mark? Well, no, I mean, we're not recording this on <laughs> April Fool's. I'm just saying it's the week of yeah. April 1st because yeah. I guess it shouldn't be too hard for me to remember that today is the 2nd. But Yes, um, and tomorrow's the 3rd. It's almost April 3rd. Yes, and April yes. 3rd, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's a special day, too. But okay. uh, we got Cloak & Dagger coming up this week. They're releasing their first episode. I think you said it might be a two-hour episode. It, it will be a two-hour episode. Okay. All right. So I'm excited. That was a great series and I'm ready to get back into that. And we may drop in little episodes here and there, double the time, you know, and um, do another Punisher episode as we're doing Cloak and Dagger. Uh, but something else that we will definitely be doing is April, well, the week of April 25th, maybe not the day of because it's going to be a long night, but we got Infinity War coming. And Infinity War? Not Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. And what year is this? <laughs> yeah. I bought my tickets today. And cool. yeah. And it was one of those things where today was the day that they put them on sale and people were talking about how they were crashing servers. And they were like crashing servers. I had a hard time getting into my Fandango app to buy the IMAX tickets for Evan and I to go and see it. And then I was having second thoughts because we got bad seats and and then I was having second thoughts because, you know, it's it's an hour away that we have to drive. And then I was having second thoughts because my kids couldn't go and see it with me because it was $18 a ticket. And I'm not going to do that with four children. So then I was like, well, we got these tickets. I'm going to hang on to these for now. But I'm going to try and see if I can get regular tickets instead at the close theater that my kids can, you know, I same amount of money for my for Evan, myself and my four kids as for just Evan and I to go and see it in IMAX. And I was like, I'm going to I'm going to give this a shot, try to get on. And um, Fandango's app has this thing, I guess, where they put you in a digital line for your ticket. And then it, it said the line was paused and um, that 
Turns out it's because AMC and Fandango were having lots of troubles and issues with people buying tickets. So many people trying to that crashed servers. Um, but eventually I did get those tickets. So my children are not angry at me anymore. I sent them a text. Uh, I just sent them the, a screenshot of the, the purchase confirmation. So got my tickets. Did you? Okay. Well, one, I did not know that they went on sale today. Oh, um, and two, uh, my local theater does not use Fandango. Um, so I will just have to go over there tomorrow and see what I can get the day of well, or, or, or for, for the first day. Here's so. the thing. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it sound. Yes, it crashed. And yes, there was people having trouble getting tickets and they were put on, you know, in that digital line on hold, you know, quote unquote, for an hour to get their tickets or whatever. But I don't think it's as bad as like they're all selling out everywhere, you know, and I think you probably will be able to get a ticket. Maybe not Thursday. I don't know. We're going to have to get there really early because this is not reserved seating. And last time, Captain Marvel, we had to sit way up toward the front. Because that was the only place that had six seats together. <laughs> so, uh, And then Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back very soon. The date is May 10th, I believe. May yeah, we 10th. we actually have a day. Yes. Not just a month, a day. Yeah. So it's very soon. I'm very excited about that. I've been watching the show, like I said, with my kids. They won't be watching season five right away or season season six. Yeah. Season six. They won't be watching season six right away because we're still making our way through season two right now. Um, but, oh, speaking of season five, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been rewatching it in preparation for season six. Uh, do you remember in the first episode of season five, one of the first things we saw was Enoch in his apartment or his, his yeah, house? Yeah. yeah. And he had Robin's drawings on the fridge. Mm hmm. One of them was of a man and a woman on a beach. And it was it clearly had to be uh, uh, Colson. That's amazing. Yeah, and May. Great writing, guys. Nice job. Yes, so does that mean that Robin can travel through these ultimate alternate timelines? It's a I, I love what they did with, with Robin's time travel. Like that was yes. just really cool and grounded and had its own rules and um that's that's fun when you have that kind of thing going on. So and its own limitations, which makes her interesting. Yeah. Which I, I hate to say. I mean, I really loved the movie Captain Marvel, but she doesn't really have that many limitations, which maybe we need that to deal with Thanos. Maybe, maybe. But on the other hand, um, maybe we just haven't been able to get to her limitations. True. And yeah. Uh, and they were trying to show someone without limitations, you know, like they were, that was a, Part of the point was that she she was given limitations, but those limitations really didn't apply to her for real in real life. Yeah. And and so she was overcoming that. And we'll see what happens with this in an endgame. But yeah, I think you're right. Maybe we just do need to see Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet and all of the gems to see what her limitations are. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 trusting them. I'm trusting them. They know what they're doing and they have a good plan. And the other thing is 
I'm still a fan of Superman. I know people say you can't write stories for Superman because he's so powerful, but I would say no. That's actually what makes the stories good is when they have to work so hard to get around that. And I've always said the limitations for Superman are emotional and moral. And so his conundrums, he can probably punch through almost any problem, but should he? You know, and so the good Superman stories are ones where he has to stop and think, should I do this or not do this? Or, you know, have to puzzle through it to figure it out or um, have to decide, you know, morally, what 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 am I supposed to do here? And I like or uh, his love for Lois Lane is both his strength and his weakness. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, but those aren't the stories that I really resound with. Because as Daniel Butcher has always said, I'm, I'm not a romantic at all. Um, <laughs> so uh, real quick, I do want to add one more thing, and that is kind of an announcement about something that's coming out that is, I think, going to be relevant to your interests. But um, I'm starting a Kickstarter campaign the day this episode drops, which is April 3rd, is when this episode is going to be put out to the podcatchers. Um, we're starting a Kickstarter campaign for Supersonic Pod Comics. And Supersonic Pod Comics is something I've hinted at in the past. Um, we've shared some links, I think, on our Facebook page for Welcome to Level 7. But this is an uh, audio drama series of superhero stories. And the way we'll be releasing them is there'll be four series. And each series will come out um, once a month. Uh, every week. And so every Wednesday, there'll be a new episode from one of our series. And we've got uh, just, I'm really excited about it. But we are launching a Kickstarter campaign first. And that is so that we can pay for voice talent and music and, you know, all those different um, things that you don't really have to deal with with podcasts uh, as much because, you know, you get your theme music, well, in our case, theme musics, but you get your theme music and, you know, you're just talking about the show, but this is not just talking about the show. This is something where we will be actually, you know, hiring, um, actors and actresses to portray the characters. And so it's, it's going to be a massive, uh, series, a massive undertaking, um, each series, it's like Netflix, Netflix, where each series takes their own storyline, but then they do have some uh, crossover of characters, and then there is, you know, the big team up at the end of season one. And so, I'm 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 super pumped about it. If you go to welcomelevel7.com/slash/supersonic, and um, so I just wanted to throw that out there, and I'm going to play a promo for uh, Supersonic Pod Comics. Uh, our Kickstarter campaign. I'll play that promo though as our post credit. So that's all I'm going to say about it for now. I will probably mention it in our cloak and dagger episode as well. And uh, when we're getting toward the end of the campaign, maybe I'll mention it again. And then of course, when we start the episodes coming out um, at the uh, end of spring here, uh, I'll let people know too, because I think you're going to like it. I think it will definitely be relevant to your interests as we say. So what's the podcast equivalent of break a leg? Is it drop a microphone? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you would know better than I. I mean, you're the one yeah. who dropped your microphone. <laughs> I did a few days ago. Um, I took my microphone elsewhere, and usually I pack it very well. And the bag I had, the box that was contained the wrap microphone, slipped out of my hand and fell on the gravel driveway outside of my house. And 
Yeah, here's here's a secret though. Microns, microphones are super delicate. They really are delicate. Yeah, they are. And you want to be Never. careful with them, but they're also rugged. But the first when I dropped that this mic and the first thing that came out of my head was am I going to be able to record this podcast? So <laughs> Unless you can't afford to replace multiple microphones, never drop a microphone. Well, hey, let's talk about Runaways now. Okay. Uh, Runaways. And we are continuing our trend of two-word episode titles that are very, very, very on the nose. Very another is (laughs) in this case. And, yeah, there's things are going to get buried in this episode. Um I actually, Emotional I this, burying. Yeah. Well, I thought that uh, this one was a little bit more well thought out because where um, one issue was resolved, there was another issue that was born out of it, Where whether it's emotional burying or Truth, uh, truthy burying. Truth, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of like lost <laughs> the TV show where you'd have one question answered and there was like three others that were born out of that one answer. So, well, Hey, let's talk about an answer. Okay. okay. Because this episode starts out with Mr. Exposition coming out and saying, hi, let me tell you my big bad plan. This is, I couldn't believe it. I, I actually went back and, and, copied it down verbatim because this is this is it this is jonah revealing his game plan to all the other members of the pride he says this you think i chose you because i enjoy your company (laughs) well uh i could totally see why he would not want to spend any time with these people longer than he has to because these are not his type clearly he says i chose you because of your ability to perform specific tasks so I could get my ship out of that damn hole and get the hell out of here. Day after tomorrow, all of you are going to show up at the dig site. Tina and Robert, once he's recovered his senses, will repair my ship's computer systems. Check. Dale and Stacy will run diagnostics on my ship's biomorphic shell. Check. And Victor will be roused from his slumber to oversee any engineering issues. Check. The deans, of course, will provide security so we're not disturbed. And then they say something like, if we don't go along with it, and he says, I'll kill your children. <laughs> so he's got he's got leverage because uh, he knows where the kids are, and they're not happy about that either. But the one couple that doesn't get mentioned there are the Wilders. They've already served their purpose. He has no further use for them, and so they take off. But yeah, and then he says, yes, there's going to be this earthquake, but I'm going to leave behind you with you the abstract which is that book that has all the knowledge his people possesses. And he'll also tell them where the children are. He just says it all right there. Like he, he lays it all Mm -hmm. out. Here is my plan. Any questions you might have are going to be answered here. The question is how much of the truth is he telling? But yeah, this is why he pulled them all together. He's playing the long game. So years ago, he pulled them all together they were not just helping keep him alive. That was a big part of what they were doing. But at the same time, he's grooming them so that they will be able to take care of, of these issues that he might have. And yeah, very specific, yeah. very, very specific. 
And setting a clock, he set a clock for us. Yeah, that's true too. Tomorrow. Day, a- uh, which, day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so I think this episode takes part over the better part of a daytime. So um, yeah, yeah. Several hours, twelve hours at the most, I think. This is one day, and so there's there's two more days after this. There's yes tomorrow, and then the the day after tomorrow. But um, yeah, I I I was just really surprised that they just said, "Hey, we're gonna just tell you everything right now." And he, the the thing that might be wrong with his plan is he maybe should have brought them in on it a little earlier. Because this seems like the kind of thing you'd want them to prepare for. Repairing alien computer systems, running diagnostics on its biomorphic shell. You know, like, what the heck's a biomorphic yeah. shell, you know? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, getting that spaceship out would cause an earthquake, a major earthquake. And we've already had glimpses of what that earthquake or the, the aftermath of that earthquake could look like. From last season, um, because um, Chase kept receiving um, messages from his father from the future. And one involved a video of the Los Angeles skyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was in, in in a wreck. So. Yeah, I, I just... Here it is, and this is this is actually I wanted this. You know, I don't know if I'd want it so uh, just written out like this. I'm just going to make a checklist of all the things that you are going to do, and I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, but I've been waiting for like, what is his plan? What is the deal here? What are what's the deal with the pride? You know, and then now finally, these specific people for these specific things that they need to do. Okay. All right. Well, let's get on with it then. Okay. Let's move. So Carolina and Leslie are discussing Jonah because Leslie's not there with with uh, Jonah when he's when he's doing this with the pride, and she's upset that her mother never got around to telling her the truth because they buried the truth, you know. <laughs> mm. uh, and she said everything that we did was to protect you, kids. But Carolina does confront Leslie with the truth which is jonah killed amy like that's that's rough to accept um yeah and that's gonna come up i mean carolina is in a relationship with amy's sister and so that is gonna come up where carolina goes to alex and says do you wish you would talk more about the secret that you had about amy and it's it actually is going to also be a big part of our ending of this episode when she finds out the truth, because Carolina does admit to Nico that Jonah killed Amy and they do one of those hugs. You know, the hug I'm talking about a soap opera hug where Uh. they, they hug, but the camera lingers on one of their faces and that face is not a huggy face. It's an angry face. <laughs> and Nico's got something going on behind that face that's saying, I'm figuring out how to get revenge on Jonah, your dad, who killed my sister. Mm. Though, <laughs> Jonah's not 
exactly the best father figure on on the planet. <laughs> well, no, <sighs> no, not at all. I mean, like, uh, so would it be the worst thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has some really poor parenting going on. There's some good parents, yeah. don't get me wrong. There are some good parents, but there's also a lot of poor parenting. I mean, we look at Thanos, and he's he's the guy that you want to look at and say, everything he does as a parent, I want to do the opposite. Jonah is another one like that. Um, but this whole thing about Jonah killing Amy, I mean, this is this is bad. And this is a secret that's being held and what do you expect from Nico when she finds that out? What do you, what do you expect her to do? Of course she's going to plot revenge. Of course. Yeah. Cause she is her mother's daughter. So that's one kink in the plan for, for Jonah is that Nico. Yeah. <laughs> Nico is Tina's daughter and so she's gonna, she's got her own plan in mind, and it, it's, it sets up some good drama. And the thing is, for this episode, the, all the tension is dramatic tension. It's emotional tension. There's not a lot going on. There's no fights going on. It's all teenage drama, amplified to eleven. Because they're superhero teenagers who are running away from their supervillain parents. Yeah. Though I can't imagine this kind of drama happening on One Tree Hill. <laughs> I can. I, this well, ki- the kind yeah. of drama, yes. Um, maybe not with like full-on murder. But on the other hand, no. I and could. Then again, on One, on One Tree Hill, Dan Scott yeah. did kill his brother, among other things, and somehow got away with it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He did not. He went to jail for a while. I I could see this happening on Tree Hill. Yeah. And in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And nine hundred two one zero. And okay. you know all those shows they 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 went they they dipped into murder they they got that far because yeah. they got to raise the stakes you know. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Gert now. In last episode, Gert ended the episode in bed in a hospital. And they said they were contacting her parents and she got the drugs that she needed. So she's laying in bed in this episode and she's telepathically apologizing to old lace. And she's saying that she's broken and she needed to get someone's going to get killed if she didn't get her her drugs, if she didn't do something uh, to get herself under control. Uh, And then they come to her and it's so weird because they say, "Uh, Chase, your mother's here. I'm just like, what in the world? And then it's not, it's not a uh, Gert's mother. It's actually Chase's mother, Janet. She's come to get her and she's picking her up. And when Chase actually comes to the hospital to pick her up in the, the Rolls Royce, I think it is. Um, Janet is there offers to pay anything, do anything for Chase to come home. And, you know, cause the runaways aren't your family. We are, and and then she says, and Jonah needs another sacrifice, and I can't let it be you. And he's like, yeah, whatever, gets in the car, and he's not happy. He's not happy at all. Um, when they get home, they argue 
about how she forced him into a tough conversation with his parents. And then he says, well, you cut me out of the plan. And she's all, I never even thought about that. And, um, and then Chase lets the, the cat out of the bag and lets everyone know what, what Gert did. Mm. And that's not good. You know what, for teen drama, this is actually a really good example of what is true teen drama. Because all of that drama could have been avoided if she just told him before that, hey, I really need my medication. I'm going to go to the hospital and I'll use your name. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. And and, yeah. and she realizes this afterward. You know, like she's she's very self-aware, but after the fact, I think. Um, yeah. Which teenagers usually are at this age. They're still learning a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is that she's self-aware and I, I believe she's learning from these mistakes. I hope she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she tells him, she apologizes to him. She says, I've been trapped in my own mind and, you know, I, I couldn't see that you actually were trapped in there with me and you know they're, they're she's trying to make up um but it's it's a teenage relationship too yeah and uh afterwards they they come to a meeting with all the runaways and and then there's that point where he says yeah yeah i'm moving out because they're they're rooming together you know and she says and this is the most self-aware sentence in the whole episode <laughs> where she says, that's probably a good idea because we're stupid teenagers and living together after dating like five minutes is super unhealthy. And I would say yes. the truthiness, <laughs> the truthiness of the sentence is great. Uh, I would take out the stupid teenagers part. I mean, that's, that's her, you know, being sarcastic and, and you know, that's that whole thing where, you know, you're putting yourself down and, and, you know, I, I would take that out, you know, you're teenagers, yeah. you know, but well, they're smart. Like they're, they're really smart and, and, you know, but they're, yeah. Living together after dating five minutes is, is super unhealthy. I mean, we've said this, how they're, they're, this is a fast moving relationship and they're young and they're, they're going through a lot of trauma together and you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Be, and I, I just say this, you know, I mean, you, uh, a sexual relationship is an emotional bond that gets created there. And the, the sexual relationship makes that emotional bond that much harder to break off, especially when you're still just figuring out emotions in general. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we're not going to talk too much more about teenage sexuality because <laughs> that's not what this show is about, but it is what this TV show does. It, this TV show gets into it. And I, I really wish more shows would show a more realistic view of teenage sexuality and show that, you know, sex does have consequences beyond just an STD or a pregnancy. It has, there's emotional consequences. Yeah. Well, moving in together five minutes after you start your, your relationship, it doesn't matter how old you are. That's, That's also true. That's a also true. Huge gamble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could be like 99 years old and do that, and it's still a huge gamble. So, yeah. Well, so anyway, I this whole situation with our their relationship, um, and the things that get brought up because he's not angry at her because she got her drugs. She's angry at her, or he's angry at her because. She forced him into that really uncomfortable 
and maybe even painful conversation with his mom. You know, where he still cares about his mom, but he has to say no to his mom. And yeah, it just, it was unfair. It was unfair of her. And I'm glad she acknowledged it too there at the end. And I think he's being a little harsh on her. But then again, I think this is just a moment where they can benefit from just cooling off and stepping away from each other. I think it's actually a smart idea that he does move to another room. Yeah, just for, well, I don't want to say encourage <laughs> teenage cohabitation, but yeah, they need to breathe her. <laughs> they, they definitely do. Um, okay, so this is, we haven't even made it through the credits yet, but in the credits, <laughs> um, the eye graffiti from, mm-hmm. I don't think it was last episode, two episodes ago, might've been last episode. Uh, but that eye graffiti is in the credits, and I think it replaced the angel graffiti in, Did it? in the credits. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember that from last episode, but I noticed it this episode. So Okay. Uh, let's talk about the pride a little bit more. Uh, they're trying to figure out what do we do? How do we deal with this? Dale asks if he could say – or was it Dale or Stacy? One of them wants to say something crazy, uh, which is what if Jonah is ta- telling the truth and we could take the abstract and do some good in the world. So they're going to use the abstract to avoid the earthquake, which sounds like it could be a, a decent plan, maybe. Well, the stupid plan is siding with Jonah in the first place. Well, it, yeah. Do you trust him is the question, you know, and they've already made some pretty bad choices to be in this situation with him in the first place. Yeah. So a lesson that can be learned from here is, well, actually just generally from the MCU is don't trust alien life forms. No, at least alien life forms with plans. With you know, plans. If, if they don't have yeah. a plan, you're, you're good to go with them. But if they have a plan, you want to be careful. Well, um, with self-serving plans. <laughs> so Dale and Stacy go to Janet because Janet has figured out this alien language in the book. She's decoded it and they want to find out if the ship will cause an earthquake. But Janet says, no, I'm going to use the abstract to stop the ship entirely. And then says, you know, hey, I'm on your side because I saw Gert and Stacy flips out and they're not happy. And she's surprised that they're not happy. And it's like, why are you surprised that they're not happy? But she is. Yeah. And again, uh, like just taking a moment to breathe. I don't think Janet had a chance really to tell them before this moment that she saw their daughter. No, I think that they are looking at it like, why didn't you just tell us immediately right away? And yeah, you know, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, but this is when it came out and and it was that whole thing. Like, why didn't you tell us? And she says, well, I am telling you now. And no, yeah. they're, they're upset in such a way that that's not going to help. That's <laughs> not going to help at all. Yeah. So later on, though, uh, we do have um, Janet sneaking into the chamber room where Victor is. And this was a super surprise to me. She turns it off and he's awake. He's been healthy and and has been healthy for a while. So I I was surprised Mm. by that. 
So why was he in there? Well, Jonah was keeping him there, you know, because Jonah is all about not telling the truth and getting what he wants. But if she could break him out at any moment, do they have like some secret plan going on? I think they do. I I really do. Like she's had the book. She's been going through all the stuff in the book. She's been working with him. I mean, she got access to him uh, specifically, I think, because they are going to shut things down. And she's been working with him on the inside underneath Jonah's nose. He thinks she's not smart enough to do this. He thinks that she's not um, capable of doing anything to harm him. But truth Janice's is, superpower is that she, everyone un- underestimates her. Yeah, yeah. Even more so than Robert, because she can actually deliver. Yeah. Uh, so that's them, and we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> we'll come back uh, to Victor being in in the chamber um, in a moment here. But that's what's going on with the Pride. They're going to stop the spaceship. So. Alex also is in, you know, wanting to stop things, stop that spaceship, uh, stop the earthquake anyway. And he's working on, he's adding parts to his supercomputer to turn it into a super duper computer. (laughs) And people are coming to Alex for advice in this episode. This is, this is his time to shine and and give feedback and, and, and give them, you know, the opportunity to, uh, you know, learn from his wisdom. Okay, so I can deal with the old monitors, the old computer monitors, because who knows when, when was when the last time that house was occupied. Um, but I could have sworn that I saw MS DOS on one of those computers, like the old school actual floppy drive MS DOS sort of operating systems. But this is. This is sci-fi computer time. You but know? for a super-duper computer, you don't together. want to use a system that ran in the 1980s. Yeah, you can. You totally can because it's just all connected. You know, <sighs> it's all connected. You just got the wires. It's fake. So it really works well because it's uh, fake. Mm. Hey, if a Mac operating system can hack into an alien spaceship... And give it a computer virus, uh, then I think you can accept that <laughs> this old, 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 old school computers are going to work together. Uh, it's a super duper computer. It's super duper. And a super duper computer a, a, can <laughs> interface with any kind of computer. Then again, um, if you want a really secure system, like secure su- uh, computer system, use a really old computer. With an outdated operating system, because no one can hack into that, and and it can't. Yeah. <laughs> almost no one. But almost part no one of that is because it also can't connect to anything. You True. don't think it's 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 okay. not gonna. Okay, so maybe I I did fix why he was using that system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was using it to for security reasons. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, so she wants to know what his plan is, and he. He calls her out. He says, if I tell you my plan, it becomes your plan. And then I get pushed out of the plan again. And he doesn't want to get pushed out. 
Um, so she's there and she's talking with him about things and, and basically she feels bad for hurting Molly. And so then she goes to try to make up with Molly, but Molly's gone. Um, not in the room anyway, but turns out Molly isn't actually missing. It's Gert and Chase who are missing. Uh, but Molly confronts Nico about some stuff too, where she's like, you know what? I can't leave my room now. You're not going to even let me walk around here down the hall. And Nico has to confront some, she's confronting a lot of stuff about herself in this episode. She is her mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. And what she has to figure out is how is that a good thing and focus in on that because you can say, yeah, usually when you say something like you're your mother's daughter, it's because you're showing the traits that really bug me about your mother kind of thing. But it's not a bad thing necessarily. As long as you're able to focus and channel whatever it is that you've got, that's that strength, Mm. focus and channel it into the good. Like using that staff. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Nico, let's see. Let's talk about Frank. We find out about the coruscation ceremony and I had to look it up. I'm like, is coruscation a real word? And it is. Coruscating is emitting flashes of light, sparkling and gleaming. So it is a real thing. Frank and Leslie address the church because they're in the middle of this difficult time while Jonah watches creepily from behind curtains as Leslie and Frank act like a married couple. You know what that reminded me of? <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. It just it made me crack up because I'm I'm watching and then you see this face kind of looking and I'm like, who is oh, it's it's Jonah. <laughs> And it was creepy. Uh, They get called in to see Jonah. He calls them out on lying to Carolina and being weak, but they stand fast. They are not bringing another sacrifice to Jonah. So in a moment, we'll find out why and how Jonah is going to take care of this, I should say. Um, But they're not bringing another sacrifice to him. Frank and Leslie, they're holding hands. They're acting like they like each other. Acting like it. At least, I mean, I don't know what's going on, mm. you know. I, we, but right uh, now, I think they're just playing the part to get through it. So yeah. But we've talked about Frank and uh, the actor in real life. Like, I don't know what happens to him in the series here, but uh, he will not be coming back for season three. Oh, that's right. Uh, because of some some things that he did. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens to him at the end of the season. Honestly. He's a character that can be easily written off. He is. He's also a character that could easily have become much, much more. Yeah. But, but, but no, not happening. He, yeah, it's just so far he's not really doing that much to contribute to the plot of the show so, no. or the driving well, the plot. Well, or, he is. I mean, he is now, I think, um, mm. because he's working with Leslie. But he's also someone that, you know, he if he got killed off in the next episode, it'd be like, oh, you know, Jonah killed someone else. I can't believe, you know, but it, 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 no one's going to miss him. True. Uh, depending on what they do with him, that is. Well, Carolina might. Or she should. Yeah, maybe. Because she was close with him. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. So, uh, Carolina and Nico. Let's go back to them. Uh, they... 
she's Carolina's practicing her powers alone. Nico finds her. They fight a little bit. And so now Carolina goes to Alex for advice because he's the only one who has experience with dealing with and disappointing Nico. And, and she asks him, hey, would you have preferred to tell Nico the truth earlier? And basically the answer is, well, you, you got to tell her the truth because she's going to find out. And uh, then we get a family meeting about Jonah because Carolina has been meeting with Jonah and now they know more about what he's planning to do. So they argue about all the stuff that's going on. And these basically, though, they end by deciding they're going to stop the next sacrifice. They're going to stop the next sacrifice and they've got a plan. They're going to do a plan. And the plan is there's a ceremony and Carolina creates a distraction with lots of crazy lights. They weren't expecting Frank is convinced it's him or them anyway, that they've actually finally, you know, had some sort of actual religious breakthrough in this fake religion that they've created. Uh, Leslie is not as convinced that this is actually real. And then the others go look for the chamber room and they find the chamber room where the next sacrifice is happening. And they see Chase's dad, Victor, is there and they want to get or Chase wants to get his dad, but they can't. Uh, Jonah is in one uh, container and Jeffrey is in the other. So we saw earlier Jeffrey practicing boxing in the locker room. His sparring partner was dead on the floor. And in the, the shower room, Jeffrey gets attacked by Jonah, who has power, um, power to knock him out anyway. And now he's brought him to the this chamber room. And so when they open up, there's Jeffrey. And they're going to take Jeffrey with them because they're rescuing him, kind of. But yeah, I the whole religious side of things with Frank and Leslie is just this was the perfect punchline for some of that where, hey, this is actually happening for reals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Frank's, I think this is us. And Leslie's like, I don't know. And she's looking around. But no, it's Carolina. It's Carolina. That was fun. That was fun stuff. Oh, Frank. Yeah, like I said, he could go. Easy. <laughs> no one's going to miss him. Uh, no. I mean, come season three, I mean, he, he's just forgettable. So. Yeah. So here's our, our wrap up. Um, everything's done now. And we have Gert and Chase, and they're kind of making up. We have Janet going and waking up Victor. Catherine's trying to contact Jeffrey. Can't get a hold of him. And the reason she can't get a hold of him is because they have him tied up to a chair in the hotel, their lair, you know, their, their secret runaway hiding spot. And Alex gets eye to eye with him. And Jeffrey says, Alex, you saved me. And Alex says, no, I didn't save you. I kidnapped you. You're under my roof now. And when he says that, there is a tone in his voice and he's got the power, you know, and he is going to use it. You're under my roof now, mm. man. I thought he actually kind of liked his dad, you know? And then we also talked about how Carolina admitted to 
um, Nico that she's been lying and she starts telling some of the truth about meeting with Jonah, caring about him, caring about her family, and then Jonah killing Amy. So I feel like we actually know where the show is going. Like we're, it's all coming together around the spaceship. But I feel like not a lot happened in this episode. Yeah. And there's very little tension and all what tension there was. It was all emotional tension. It's it's a bridge episode. Yeah. And it's very much needed. You know, it's not yeah. like a, a filler episode by any means. But it is. Yeah, we're connecting point A to point B. And we need to get there. Okay. And I'm really excited about finding out, you know, what's in the spaceship. What does the spaceship look like? Is, you know, are we going to see the aliens come out of it? And there's there's some real possibilities for some really cool stuff here. So there are 13 episodes in this season, correct? I do not remember. Okay. Um, if there are, I believe there, that is what it is. Um that means that um, the next episode, uh, episode seven, could possibly be the so-called se- the mid-season finale. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Even though it's a streaming service. Cause... <laughs> and they dropped them all, you know? I mean, this yeah. is the, the, the weird thing about this. But yeah, 13 episodes. So next episode would take us through the halfway point. And we still do need that tension in the halfway point in order to drive the plot at a good pace. Yeah. Am I wrong? I'm, I think I think I'm right. We, we need we need tension. I, I yeah. just want stuff to happen, you know, and um, when they go in, by the way, and Nico used her staff when she opened up the thing and stopped the, the energy transfer. Um, I think the phrase she used was bend to my will. Or something like that. And it was just, oh, interesting. You know, she's she just used another phrase, though, that cannot be used again. I think it was just the first phrase that popped into her head because she can't use the same phrase twice with that staff. So, I I don't know. I guess that's just what she thought. Yeah. No, it, it was it was just an interesting turn of a phrase. You know. Yeah. So, and, and you're right. She can't use it again. So. All right. Well, any more about this episode of Runaways? Nope. That, okay. <laughs> we, we hit all of my bullet points. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode then. So um, thank you so much for listening. And our next episode will be Cloak and Dagger Season 2, Episode 1. And uh, like I said, uh, after the credits, I'll be playing a promo for the Supersonic Pod Comics thing, which if you go to welcometolevel7.com slash supersonic, you will find our Kickstarter. There are other ways you can follow along with that as well. On Facebook, you can look up Supersonic Pod Comics and find us there. Um, But until then, I do want to thank you for listening and... uh, I don't know, Samantha, if you want to thank our listeners for listening as well, you can do that now if you would like. Yes, thank you very much for listening. And a special thank you to Andrew, Jeffrey, Tassel, 084, and Anthony, because they are our Patreon patrons. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. We really, really appreciate it. And I'm just the NPC and the MMORPG of your lives.
Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter, where we are level seven pod. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. I'm J.S. Earls, and I want to invite you to a new project some friends and I are starting. And I'm Ben, Ben Avery. J.S. and I love stories and storytelling. We've both worked in many different mediums for story, including comics, animation, novels, audio drama, podcasting, and even puppets. Whatever it takes to tell a good story. Working with other comics, story, and audio professionals, Ben, Nathan James Norman, and I are creating a new superhero audio drama universe. We're creating this in the spirit of monthly comic books from the big publishers. And we're also writing this in the spirit of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or other franchises where each series and chapter tells its own story, but they fit together in a larger narrative. We're doing it in an audio format, with each episode being delivered free weekly to your favorite podcast app. Ben and I have been in the comic industry for almost 20 years. We love the comic work we've done and are doing, but in this audio format, we're able to avoid things like the printing costs, the difficulty of wide distribution, and many other obstacles. Storytelling in this format allows us to use the greatest artist possible, your own imagination. Although in the future, if things go well, we do hope to tell some stories in the comic book format. But storytelling in this format allows us to use actors and sound design to paint the picture in your mind. To do this, we're recruiting a cast of new and established actors to populate the supersonic pod comics universe. So, we're kickstarting this project to get the funds needed for actors and writers and engineers and sound and music elements and web and podcast hosting in order to create and provide consistent, high quality superhero adventures. This is where we need you. If you're a professional or amateur actor, we need your talent. We're writing and producing this series ourselves, and we want to gather vocal talent from across the country. Only voice acting talent and a good microphone are required. So for now, we invite you to join us. Actors and actresses, contact us. Lovers of good stories and superheroes and audiobooks and radio dramas, please help us out by pledging your support through Kickstarter. Go to www.supersonicpodcomics.com for more information.